at the skiing. The house thing can wait. And at the time, I meant it. I think we should head for La Mangie, said Kevin, consulting the guidebook as I made my first tentative manoeuvres in the hire car. It says here it's the biggest skiable domain in the French Pyrenees. Sounds good to me, I replied. We'll find a nice hotel, treat ourselves to a slap-up meal, and then get up early to take advantage of a full day skiing. It's a top plan. And like a lot of top plans, it all went horribly wrong. What's the matter? I called as I looked back up at Kevin, who was halfway down the slope, reaching down to his ski boot and grimacing. We'd been skiing for less than half an hour. The conditions were excellent. A smattering of fresh snow the previous night, and although it wasn't a clear day, visibility was good. "'It's my ankle!' he called back. "'I thought it was going to be okay!' Tentatively and clearly in some pain, he skied down to join me. "'What do you mean, your ankle?' I said accusingly the moment he drew level. "'Since when did you have an ankle problem?' "'Since Thursday evening.' "'And what happened Thursday evening?' We played five-a-side football. Oh, no, you bloody idiot. Does this mean... Yes, I think it does. And that was it. Our long weekend of skiing ended there. We adjourned for a drink in a bar at the foot of the slopes in a case of ridiculously premature apres ski. What are we going to do? I said as brightly as I could. I was trying not to reveal just how miffed I was. Why hadn't Kevin, like me, had the wisdom to hang up his football boots? "'We could go sightseeing,' he replied with an apologetic shrug. "'Kev, it's February. The only sights to see are covered in snow. Snow is going to make us want to ski.' I scratched my head, enabling an idea to strike me, just as it does in cartoons. "'I know. There's nothing else for it. We'll just have to go to the nearest town and visit the estate agent instead.' "'What?' "'Look for a house for me to buy.' I think your ankle might be fate's way of telling me to become a French homeowner. Fine by me, but don't these things need more research? What else are we going to do? Fair point. I reached for the map. The nearest big town to here is Tarb, I said. Let's head there straight away. What exactly is it that you are seeking? asked the smug-looking thirty-something agent. I toyed with saying that I was seeking enlightenment and spiritual fulfilment, but then I remembered that estate agents generally aren't good at that sort of stuff. "'I guess I want somewhere with views of the mountains,' I replied. "'Without too much renovation work to do, reasonably private but not isolated.' "'I think that we have one just like this. It is brand new. We only took the instruction the day before today.' "'Yeah, yeah,' I thought.' When estate agents say they have something that is just like your request, it has usually involved them indulging in liberal interpretation. Private means own front door, and not requiring much renovation work is their way of saying sky not visible through first floor ceiling. Can we look at it now? I asked. Sure, he replied. Just sign this. He produced a document and pushed it towards me. It seemed odd that I was having to sign something so early on in the proceedings, but I guessed that the agent needed to be sure that if I wanted to purchase the property we were about to see, then I would do so through them and not with any other agent. I didn't bother reading the contract in detail, partly because I wouldn't have understood most of it anyway, 
and also I suffer from formophobia, or a fear of bureaucratic paperwork. It does sound exactly what I'm looking for, I said to Kevin as our hire car sped along behind Monsieur Largent on the way to the house in question. Kevin looked thoughtful for a moment. Tony, if you ended up buying this place, what would you do in it? he said, as the drive into the mountains became ever more picturesque. I'm playing devil's advocate here, but isn't there a good chance that you'll just end up sitting on your own and admiring the view? I'll invite friends over, I replied defensively. I'll have parties. I see, said Kevin, who was patently aware of my deficiencies as a social secretary. Yes, I look forward to you organising all that. I can do my writing there. "'And it'll be a good place to practice the piano, too. "'You're going to buy a house in France so you can practice the piano.' "'Let's not get ahead of ourselves,' I replied. "'I haven't even seen the place yet. I might not like it.' "'The omens were good as our car nosed over the brow of a hill, "'revealing a large sweep of imposing mountains on the horizon.' "'Monsieur Lajon's car took a left, "'and we followed him down a snaking single-track lane, past barns and farmhouses that all seemed to overlook striking landscapes. "'So far this is doing it for me,' I said, sensing a kind of adrenaline rush building within. After several twists and turns, we started to find that the lane changed in character, private residences taking the place of farm buildings. Most of these were modern, but all seemed to be built in the characteristic architecture of the region— two-storey houses with high gabled roofs peppered with small dormer windows. We turned one more corner and then followed Monsieur Lajon into a steep driveway on our right, where we parked and got out of the car. The house was perched on the side of a hill with a 270-degree view of undulating greenery, all against a backdrop of dramatic snow-capped peaks. "'That is the Peak du Midi,' said Monsieur Lajon, pointing to a mountain in the distance, and possibly sensing from my open mouth that a quick sail was far from out of the question. Also, there is enough flat land to put a pool in if you want. Now let us go inside. The inside was pretty damn good, too. Ready to move into would have been the estate agent parlance to describe it, but it would have been justified in this case. The kitchen was a little small, but that was more than compensated for by the large living room that ran the length of the house and off which was a large balcony that overlooked the view. The fabulous view. Did I mention that at all? You shouldn't have put in an offer there and then, said Kevin as we drove towards Bagnères de Bigorre, the nearest town. "'It makes you appear too keen.' "'Well, I am keen,' I argued. "'What's the point of not appearing keen if I am?' "'It hinders the negotiating process.' "'Kevin was right, of course. "'I'd had enough experience in the world of courtship "'to know that an element of duplicity in the negotiating process was vital. "'Only the inexperienced reveal their true hand, "'and they usually pay the price. "'And what happens if they accept your offer?' continued Kevin. I love the house too. I'm just trying to be a good mate and stop you from rushing into something you might regret. Kev, sometimes in life you've just got to go for things. If you think too much, stuff doesn't happen. Well, houses in France don't get bought, certainly, Kevin pointed out. 
Banier de Bigor had seen better days. It was an idyllic location nestled in the valley between giant mountains, but it smacked of faded glory. I like this place, I said. Let's find a hotel and make this our base for the night. I spent the rest of the day dragging Kevin around the town, reading to him from my guidebook as we went. By dinner he was exhausted. I feel like Britain's leading expert on this town, he said, pouring us a second glass of slightly heavy red wine. That's good. You'll appear very knowledgeable about the place when you come to visit me. Yes, well, let's not get carried away. There's a long way to go yet, said Kevin, looking rather serious. The vendors probably won't accept your offer. The hotel breakfast was rather disappointing. Coffee, French bread and a dollop of jam are often deemed by our Gallic hosts to be a sufficiently nutritious start to the day. I was mid-mouthful when I got the call that proved Kevin wrong. What is it? he said when he saw the look of horror on my face. Monsieur Lajon says that my offer has been accepted. Suddenly reality had kicked in. I felt weak. What had I done? I can still back out of this, I said. Yes, but I wouldn't do that if I were you, Kevin replied with an air of the statesman about him. I think you've got it at a good price, and it's an excellent house. Oh, I said, now rather confused with his sudden approval. I thought you were of the opinion that I'd been too reckless. Oh, yes, you've been ludicrously reckless, but you should still go through with it. By now it was beginning to dawn on me. I worked out what had caused the sudden shift in Kevin's role from confirmed sceptic to enthusiastic supporter. Two words summed it up. Free holidays.'